She said, I came out with a new vision. I came out thinking different, seeing different, and speaking different. I thought, wow, that's a testimony of God. Amen? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Maybe. Now, this right here is Pastor Pablo. He pastors a large church in Guatemala City. I think John had been there. He pastors a really large church in Guatemala City. And he came to our school this year. He drives, him and his brother, associate pastor. Uh, if they're pastors, they don't, um, they, we don't charge them anything. And we charge just a little bit. Matter of fact, what we charge doesn't even cover the books because we, we want them to have the material. We take care of it. And we charge a little bit. That way, they got a little bit of skin in the game. But we don't charge senior pastors that they come and so he came with this brother and they drove over an hour to get to school I mean oh God that is a good deal amen and sometimes in traffic it was two hours but he was faithful 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 let's go to the next one let me see what the next one is oh and let's go to the next one Yep, and these right here are 15 kids that we sponsor, Harry Wilson Ministry, sponsor every single month to go to Christian school. We pay for everything, their uniforms and everything, because you sow into us, we're able to sow into these students. And last year, I was believing to do 10. We did more than that. And so I'm praying about what we're going to do next year. And so we take care of everything. And again, school year starts in February and ends in October. And so they just are done with school now uh, but we still have to make the payments November December because it helps the school it's every month but thank God that we were able to put into these students and they get a good education but they get a good Christian education and they teach them English and I believe when this church came we went to that school and we ministered in that school we, we bring teams and everything else but thank you thank you thank you for helping us and let's go to the last one I believe right there there is my lovely wife of many many years hallelujah praise God you can take it down hallelujah everybody say praise the Lord now, we do have some coffee out there, uh, but I'm kind of limited in what I can bring because I was on a trip to Florida, and they just are limiting me how many pounds I can take. I mean, that's kind of mean, isn't it? <laughs> Hallelujah. And so I think I have like 40 pounds, and so if we run out, um, I, you can see me afterwards, and I'll put your name on the list, and you tell me how much you want, and then you got to pay me now. And trust me that I'll send it to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, no faith, because I got to pay for the coffee too. Hallelujah. But I'll get it shipped here. And, and so um, see me afterwards. And somebody just came up over in the front row and gave me, they just bought five pounds. And so I don't know how much is left out there. But anyway, don't, don't go out if you need i'll get it shipped here and it may come by next sunday or it definitely will be here by the next sunday and this is for your pastor amen, amen. praise the lord praise the lord now we're going to open up the word of god and before we do uh, we're going to stand and pray but just give me a second here i'm going to um share a word that is a little bit different for a guest minister to share but I just feel like in my heart, I was praying about what to do. And again, um, you know, there's different offices and different callings as ministers. Um, my pastor, for many, many years, um, he's in heaven now, and he was a pastor. He was a pastor, a shepherd, but he had an evangelist heart. 
I mean, he reached the lost, and he always was, you know, going to nations and reaching the lost, but he was a pastor, but he had a shepherd heart, and he stood in that office. And, you know, and I, and I am a missionary, and that's what God has given me an assignment, but I'm also, I, I have a shepherd's heart, and I, I don't pastor a church. God dealt with us. I, I miss pastoring. I really do. I, I, you know, thank God for the calling and what I have now, but I miss pastoring, uh, and, and, but God dealt with us not to start a church in Guatemala but to be neutral ground where they trust us and they'll send their leaders and pastors will come to their church and we and we, matter of fact we don't even start churches because we want them to go back to their pastor and if they don't have a pastor that's a problem right there but they, we want to go back to their pastor and submit to their pastor and when it's time their pastor will help them and we will help them but we're not going to do it independent of their pastor so I just got a word I want to share tonight, and I'm going to kind of do it from a little bit more of pastoral, uh, you know, kind of a ministry. And so I just want to just share it with you. And your pastor kind of got up a little bit and kind of started stepping into it. He just started. I leaned over to Tasha. I said, he, he's preaching my message. <laughs> When we were associate pastors in Beaumont before we moved up here and, and pastored a church in, and started a church in Colorado, um, the pastor I knew for years, I was a youth pastor. And I, um, then we left for a few years and came back and I was associate. And I preached every Sunday night for him. I preached, we had Sunday night, Sunday morning, and Wednesday night. And I did every Sunday night. And I'd go back into his office, make sure everything, if he needed anything. And then he'd ask me. He'd say, what are you going to preach on tonight? And I tell him, and he would mention it, and he would talk on it during this message. <laughs> I said, I'm going to quit telling you. You're going to get on my message. And I thought, I didn't tell Pastor anything, and he started getting on my message. <laughs> but it's just kind of a confirmation for me that, that, that what direction I need to go. And I'm not going to keep you long. We'll be out by 10 o'clock, I promise. Okay? Go ahead and stand up to your feet. And I just got to say a word. It's good to see John. Proud of you. It's good to see you. I mean, you know, you've got good people in this church. Amen. And Jonathan, you're doing a wonderful job. God bless you. I'm really proud of you. Doing a wonderful job. Amen. Let's lift our hands. Father, we thank you all for your goodness and your grace. We thank you, Father God, for this house. We thank you for the pastors. We thank you for the leaders. We thank you for those that are involved in this house, Father. And Father, we come before your word. And we thank you that you're going to speak to us. Lead us, guide us, direct us by your word and by your spirit. Father, we open ourselves up. Speak to us, Father. Give us wisdom. Give us direction. I yield myself, Father. You know what we need and you know the direction that we need to go, Lord. So, Father, just let clarity and understanding flow. Let a spirit of wisdom and understanding, direction and guidance flow into all of our lives. And Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for the Holy Spirit, and we just give you the glory and the honor in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Now, I got a question, but I'm going to answer the question, okay? It's one of those kind of things. <laughs> Hallelujah. I got a question, and then I'm going to answer the question. The question is this, why do we do what we do? As a Christian, as a missionary, as a member of a congregation, why do we do what we do? Why do we come to church? 
Why do we tithe? Why do we serve? Why do we do what we do? Now, here's the answer. Because we're on mission. We have a mission to accomplish. And listen to me. We in the body of Christ, we as believers, how many are born again? Wave your hand at me. Or wave a hanky. Hallelujah. Don't throw anything. We as Christians, as believers, our mission is not to get to heaven. Listen to me. I've already got heaven as my home. I mean, I've already got, the, the reservation has been made, bought and paid for. It's not arrogant. It's not prideful. I mean, you know, I've got my reservation on. I mean, our reservation made, the light is on. Yeah. So, 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 so that's not my mission. My mission is this. There's a plan. Now, listen to me. There's a plan and a purpose for our life. God has assignments on our way to heaven, on our journey to heaven. Every single one of us will have responsibilities, missions, and assignments to fulfill. And sometimes we think it's just the pastor. It's just the spiritual leaders. No, no, honey. Every child of God has a mandate from God Almighty. God has no spare parts in his family. And we're here on purpose because we have a purpose. We have a mission. And let me tell you, I, I don't want to be hard. I, 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 you know, I like to be, a, you know, but let me, too many Christians are not reporting to duty. And I know this church, and I'm preaching to the choir. It's Sunday night. You're the bulldozers. You come out, you're faithful. But too many Christians are excluding themselves from the mission that God has for the church. Why do we do what we do? Because we have a purpose and a mandate from God. Now look with me in the Bible, and we can call it a scripture if we read a couple of scriptures. We can call it a sermon if we read a couple of scriptures. Okay? <laughs> Not just a good talk. <laughs> Ephesians Chapter 2, look at verse 10. For you are his workmanship. Let that sink in. You are his. We've been bought and paid for. I mean, no, we're not, our life is not our own. You know, it's not my will. It's not my life. It's his life, Amen. I've been bought and paid for. Look at this. We are his workmanship. We are his creation created in Christ Jesus unto, uh-oh, we don't like this word, unto good works. Now listen to me. Works don't save us. You can't do anything to earn salvation. Salvation is not based on how good you are. I mean, no, salvation doesn't come by you serving and doing and tithing and doing what God wants you to do. No, no, honey. Salvation only comes by one person works, and that's the work of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. But now that I've received salvation, now that I've received his work, I have a responsibility to do good works. Now, listen to me, I don't do good works to get salvation, but from the position of salvation, I do good works. And there's a plan and a purpose from God Almighty for every Christian. If it wasn't when we got born again, he'd snatch us out and take us to heaven. But he leaves us here because we're on assignment. And you know what? I believe in the blessings of God. I believe that God wants to bless us 100%. Amen? 
Because I'm a child of God, I've got privileges and blessings. Amen? Years ago when Karen and I were dating, met Rhema. She, we came to call her, we came to Longmont, and she um, brought a boy home. And so we drove her car up, and we needed gas. And so, you know, I, I didn't know anything, you know, what was going on. She said, well, go to my dad's shop. And I said, why? We need, you need gas. She said, well, my dad has gas pumps in there because he has a construction company, and we can go over there and get gas. I said, okay. So I pulled up to the shop, and literally, there was a gas pumps at this shop. And I thought, that's a cool, that's really good. It's like 7-Eleven, you know, there's gas pumps. So we get out, I get out, put gas in her car, and she said, and she gets in the car, and I thought, well, what are you doing? I said, and so I get in the car, I said, don't you need to go and pay? She said, oh, no, no, honey. She said, oh, no, no, no. It's my daddy, and what's my daddy's is mine. And I said, well, okay, so when I come back and bring my car, can I go get gas? She said, you're not in the family yet. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's press, there's blessings, there's goodness and mercy, and God daily loads us with benefits because we're in the family. Thank God for the blessings, amen? But listen to me, there's also blessings and, listen to me, and responsibility. And too many times we focus on the bless me, bless me. Now, I'm not, I'm not against it. I know God wants to bless us and I want God to bless you. A good measure, press down, shake it together, run over. But we also, part of God's family comes responsibility. And there's works, works, works don't save me. But there's a mission and a plan and a purpose for every single one of our lives. And listen to me, my assignment is Guatemala. That's my assignment. Your assignment, listen to me, it will, it will be different than mine. It won't be the same. But God does have a plan. And sometimes we think only ministers, only ministers. No, 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 no. I mean, no, the platform, preaching and teaching, that's just a part. That's just a little bit of assignment. We all have assignments from God. Amen? That's good preaching. Amen. Matthew chapter 5. Oh, I got to hurry. Man. Man, I spent too long on other things. Praise the Lord. That's always the challenge. You kind of got to give an update, and then you think, I got to preach too. Hallelujah. So I just say, receive it in Jesus' name. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Matthew chapter 5. And we're going to look at a few things here, and then I'll let you go and buy all the coffee I have. Are you okay? Okay, okay. Matthew chapter 5. We're going to see what our mission is. Everybody say, reporting to duty. Amen. Amen. Not AWOL, not running away, but signed up and say, yes, Lord, here am I. Use me. Amen. Amen. I mean, we're, we're on a mission, praise God. We're reporting to duty. Yes, sir. I mean, it's not my will, it's his will. Amen. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Look at this. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world. We, right now, you are the light of the world. Everybody say, I am, I am. the light yeah. of the world. And sometimes we think about it and we think only ministers, only missionaries, only those called into the ministry are light. No, no. Every single child of God, you are the light. 
And we live in a world right now that is dark and the world needs us to stand up and be the light that God has called us to be. Amen. Now, yeah, yeah, he is the light. But Jesus said that there's going to come a day and when I'm gone from this earth, as long as I'm here, I am the light. And now it's our turn to be the light in darkness. Amen. Everybody say, I am the light. Part of this mission is that God wants us to be the light in the places, in the missions, in the things he wants us to do upon this earth. Amen. Everybody say, I am the light. We need to let that sink in just a little bit, that we are the light. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are the light. Let that, let that light bulb go off. Now, look at verse 15. Verse 14 tells us that we are the light. It's who we are. It's not who we're going to be. It's who we are. Everybody say, I am the light. Am the light. Then in verse 15, he says, neither do man Light a candle and put it, everybody say under. under. Put it under a bushel, but on a what? Candlestick that it may giveth light unto all that are in the house. What is he telling us here? He's telling us in 14 that we are the light. You are the light. Yeah, yeah, it's his light reflecting from us. But here upon the earth, right here, he's at the Father's right hand. But right here, we are the light. Then he tells us in verse 15, don't hide your light. And we live in a world right now, listen to me, we live in a world right now that is dark. And we live in a world that's trying to intimidate the church, trying to intimidate the light. From, and they want us to draw back. But we need to stand up and be the light that God has called us to be. Amen. It's not time to hide the light. It's time to be bold believers and let our light shine. Amen. Now, I don't mean to be rude. I don't mean to be arrogant. I don't mean to be obnoxious. I mean to be the light that God wants us to be. And too many times we are backing up. But how I many know we got to stand up and be the light that God's called us to be? Amen. Don't you let the devil make you back up. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm, I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. I'm not ashamed. People say, well, you believe in the Bible? Yes, I believe in the Bible. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to make the devil make me intimidated. And this world is kind of upside down right now. And if we take out the light, it's going to get really dark. And too many Christians, now I'm not saying you, I just, you know, those other people. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, too many Christians are being intimidated and they're backing up. And backing off, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. My little grandson, Rylan, you know, I used to tell stories about my kids. Now I tell about my grandkids. <laughs> I like what Jerry Savelle said. If I knew how grand grandkids was, I would have skipped the kids and went right to the grandkids. <laughs> our, our little grandson, Wesley, calls Karen Doe. Calls them dough, calls her dough. Yeah, I got my theology on that, but anyway. And so we were getting ready the other day for graduation. And, you know, it's, and we try to make it a very formal event, you know, and honor the graduates and everything else. So I had a coat and tie on, you know, and she had a dress on. And Wesley comes in the room and he saw her dress on. He goes, Doa, 
where's your pants? <laughs> like, you're naked. <laughs> oh, she said, I'm wearing, but where's your pants? <laughs> and so we were driving in the car the other day, and I didn't know that Rylan, the, the younger one, he's like 21 months, and, and I didn't know that he knew this song. And he started singing, shine, shine, shine. You know what song that is? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Come on. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Now, what's it? Not going to let Satan, what? Blow it out. Everybody say no. No. He's sitting in the back seat in the car, and and, and Chris Karen grew up in church, and she knows all all those songs and everything else. And so she'd been singing it with him. And so he's in the back seat of the car going, shine, shine, shine. No, no. I like that. No. Jane, Jane, Jane. No. So, so, so I text her uh, on Friday, I guess it was, and I said, can you get Ryland singing that song? I said, I want to play it. I want to play it in church Sunday night. Can you get that? And so she tried. And so this is what she sent me. I didn't, I, I, I didn't think it was appropriate but, um, to show it. But anyway, this is what she sent me. He's standing up going, Rudolph, Rudolph, no, no. I mean, you know, we got to make the decision that we're not going to let anything make us back up. We're going to stand up and be the light that God has called us to be. Amen? Again, we're not being rude or noxious. We're not trying to be critical. I mean, you know, Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to give the world light. Amen? But if we hide our light under the bushel, if we get intimidated and back up, I mean, the darkness won't see the light. Amen? Say, that's good preaching, Harry. Amen. Now, oh, man, 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 man. I won't get into it for the time's sake. But listen to me. The world is going to try to intimidate us. There's going to be persecution. The Bible says all those that live godly in Christ Jesus are going to suffer persecution. So it's not a matter if we're going to get persecuted. The matter is this. The question is this. Are we going to stand up? And not let the darkness make us back down. Again, again, we're going to face persecution. But we got to have, too many Christians don't have a backbone. I mean, we got to stand up and it's time that men be men. Listen to me. And it's time that women be women and we not back down and get confused and everything else. It's time the church rise up for righteousness. And be the light in the darkness, amen? Exposing the darkness and bringing in God's goodness and God's love and God's mercy, amen? Amen. That's good preaching, amen. Now, go over to Matthew chapter 6, and I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'll be there done in probably two hours. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, the very next verse, he says this, let your light shine before men. What is the purpose of light? It's to shine. Why do you buy light bulbs at your house? For you can see. You want light. Everybody say light be. Right here is the mission of the church. Look at Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. And we're going to look at verse 1. It says arise and shine. For the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen. The light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Verse 2, behold, 
The darkness shall cover the earth. Can you see it? Darkness is covering the earth. But the King James says gross darkness. Everybody say gross darkness. You, you, you think it's gross right now. It's perverted right now. It's going to, can I say it this way? It's going to get grosser. Everybody say gross. gross. It goes here, gross darkness, the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. So our responsibility is this, is to be light in darkness. He wants us to do the missions, the mandate, the things that he's called us to do. And I don't know what God's called you to do. I don't know the mission, the mandate, but let me tell you why. You are part of the army of God. And God needs your light. And I don't know the mission. I don't know the responsibility. I don't know the mandate. I don't know the assignment that maybe God gives you. And assignment changes. Therefore, season I was a pastor. I was a youth pastor. Now I'm a missionary. But how many know there's assignments that God is wanting to hand out? He's looking for people that say, here am I, Lord. And you know what? It's not people who are, I'm so scared. If I say yes, Lord, and I say I'll let my light shine, he'll send me to Africa. No, he probably won't. He probably won't. But if he does, he'll get a, put it in your heart. Amen? About, I guess, probably three years into being in Guatemala, you know, it's a different country. It's a foreign country. You know, they speak a strange language. <laughs> and they eat refried beans all the time. Ah, and you know, so it was a little bit different, but about three years into it. And I said, yes, Lord, you know, and we did it. We did it. We lead God and did it. And we had some challenges, but we did it. But you know, and you were, you know, but you know, I, I, I'm a citizen of the U S you know, heaven's my home, but I'm a citizen of the U S but about three years into being in Guatemala, our driver, we have a shuttle driver. Karen doesn't drive in Guatemala city. So we have a shuttle driver that picks us up. And I'm driving along, and I'm seeing the buildings, and it, not, it wasn't a foreign country anymore. I don't know how to explain it. It was just home. When God puts an assignment in your heart, he'll give you the desire to do that assignment. And I don't know the assignments that God has put in your heart. I don't know what assignments God has for your life. And again, they change a different season, a different time. That's why we got to be, you know, led by God and flow in the Spirit. But I know this, one of the assignments, if you're part of this church, one of the assignments that God has for your life is to help this church do its mission. If you're a part of this church and if you're serving in this church, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're, you're doing something that's affecting eternity. Just think about this. Yeah, God gives a pastor, God gives a pastor a vision, but he can't do it by himself. And there's people that God has called into this place to rise up and to serve and to do the will and plan of God that will touch eternity. I mean, think about eternity. There's a place for you. Maybe you're not serving. There's a place for you right here in this place. And listen to me, God also is calling people to pick up assignments. There's businessmen, listen to me, there's businessmen that should be doing business for the kingdom of God. My father-in-law was in heaven, and he wasn't a preacher. In his later years, he went to Ramah because he wanted to go. Retired and closed his business, but he was a businessman, and he made a lot of money through the years in business. 
but he loved to bless ministers. He loved to bless ministers. And he bought them cars and took care of them. And I thought, here am I. No, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. He, he would, he would, he'd like to repair cars and, you know, wreck cars and make them nice. And, and he, then he would fix them up and give them to ministers and everything else. And he went to Rhema. And he was in line. And this guy that was going to school, him and his wife, and it was the second year. And they're in line to register. And my father-in-law asked this guy, he said, where's your wife? He said, well, it's just me going here this year. It's just me. They didn't have the money for her to go. And so my father-in-law kind of, you know, he wouldn't take no for the answer. He just kind of pushed him. He said, well, you know. He goes, no, well, you know, it's just what we have to do. She can't go this year. He said, no, 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 no. We're not having that. And he went up to the missions office and paid for her whole school year. That's a mission from heaven. And I think about this. That pastor, pastors in Kentucky, and he's got a great church. Your pastors know him, Don Atkins. He's got a great church. And and, and because my father-in-law was obedient to the mission, he's a pastor that's got a great church reaching people. And now his son is a pastor. Glory to God. Amen. And right now, his son is in Bogota, Colombia, preaching at Rama, Rama, Colombia. How I many you know God is a God of miracles? Amen. And he wants to use us to perform those miracles. He wants to use us to be the light in the darkness. There's missions. There's mandates for every single one of us. And I've got to hurry. Got to hurry. Got to hurry. Look at this. In Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. We won't take time, to, but just write the scripture down. Over there in Ephesians chapter 4, it talks about the ministry gifts. And the purpose of the ministry gifts is to mature the saints, to edify the saints. What? And to train the saints for the, everybody say work. Work, work of the ministry. Then it talks about that every joint has a supply of the spirit. There's gold on the inside of you. And I want to stir you up. There's a mandate. There's a mission upon your life. God has a destiny upon your life. You're not here by accident. You're here by purpose. And God wants to use you for his glory. Amen. Yeah, thank God for his power. Thank God for his anointing. Thank God for the word of God. But thank God for people that rise up and give their supply. Amen. And listen to me, thank God, and you know, don't, don't take this wrong, don't take this wrong. It's important that people come into the kingdom of God. But how many know, listen to me, it's coming a little from the pastor side of it. It's important for people to come into the kingdom of God. But people, when they come into the kingdom of God, need to be matured and taken care of and grown. When you're serving in the nursery, how many know you've got a mandate from God and you're serving eternity, Amen. Sometimes we just think it's about getting people born again, and that's true. Don't take me wrong. Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But how I many you know when they get born again, they need to be trained and equipped? Thank God for people that are serving. I still remember today the Sunday school teacher that taught me the Word of God. Now, I didn't listen to, to then. <laughs> I thank God for children's church, but I wasn't listening. Hallelujah. But I remember when the word of God went into my heart and changed my heart and changed my life and set me on the path for ministry. Okay, okay, quite Anyway, okay, where did I say go to? Oh, good job. Ding, ding. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. 
Okay, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I, I, I'm, I'm a minute from what pastor said I could go. <laughs> and now we're going to pray the sun stop. <laughs> stop it, Harry. Stop it. Look at this. Look at this. If my wife was here, I'd be a little bit more dignified. She's probably watching. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Sorry, 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 sorry. Ah, stop it. Wow. Philippians chapter 1. Look at verse 14, 14, nah, 14 no, verse 19. I'll get it out in a minute. The apostle Paul is in prison. And this is what he says. I know that this shall turn to my salvation, my deliverance, by two things. Through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit. Now, it just it wasn't just the supply of the Spirit. Thank God for the anointing and the power of God. But the church was praying. And there's something that we can do in the family of God. God has a mandate and a mission upon all of our lives. And it's time in the hour that we're living in that we stand up and say, yes, Lord, here am I. Amen. Even Jesus had a mission from his father. He came and he showed the image of his father. He healed, he delivered, he set free, he showed the heart of his father. But it wasn't just the mission that was part of it, but the other part was to go to the cross. And he laid down his life and he became obedient unto the cross, even the death of the cross. And he didn't really, wasn't something he wanted to do. Think about that. He was in the garden and he said, Father, if there's any other way, um, can we do something else? Can we let this cup pass from me? But thank God he didn't stop there. He said, thank God he didn't stop there. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So think about that. On the other side of his obedience to be used by God and be the light and be the sacrifice and be the vessel that God wanted him to be, you and I have redemption in our life. And on the other side of our obedience, there's people waiting for our obedience. We need to be the light and we need to shine and not let the devil make us back up and hide our light. There'll come a day in the hour when the church will be removed from this earth and the darkness will cover. How I many you know until that day, we are. Everybody say, I am. I am. Come on, say it like you mean. I am, I am. The, light the light of God. And what are we going to do? We're going to shine. Everybody say shine. 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 Go ahead and stand up to your feet, and I'll pray with you, and then I'll let you go. Praise the Lord. Just lift your hands right now. Father, we thank you all for the mission and for the mandate that you have for all of us. And Father God, we thank you right now. We report to duty. We say, yes, sir, here am I. Use us for your glory. Use us for your power. Father God, I thank you. I don't know the assignments of anybody else, but Father, I thank you for wisdom and direction and guidance for every person, Father God. Yeah, yeah, you're important to the will and plan of God. God has a purpose and a plan for you. 
Press into those things. Press into that will. Press into that plan that God has for you. This church needs you to do the will of God, to help the vision. Father, we say yes. Here we are. Use us. Send us, Lord. We're a vessel for your glory. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody said? Amen. Everybody say, I am, I am the, light. the light. And I'm going to shine. God bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Harry. Praise the Lord. Good word. Why don't you be seated for just a moment? Whoo, glory to God. Just say that one more time. I am the light of the world. Praise the Lord. You're the light of your world. So even if you say, well, I don't know exactly. I mean, that got me excited. Wherever you go tomorrow, you are the light in your family. And you say, well, my whole family's the light. Yeah, but sometimes people go into their family. There's the un, uh, those that don't know Jesus in their family. You're the light of your family. Where you go to work, you're the light in that place. And you know, there's a place where we understand and we just live as the light. There will be things to be said. There will be a boldness. But, you know, when you shine a light into somewhere, it doesn't point out to the darkness that it's dark. I know you all are looking at me like, what? When you shine a light in the darkness, when it's dark here and you turn the light on, you don't hear the light go, you were dark. <laughs> you turn the light on and it dispels the darkness. So the reason that the enemy is trying to get you to go now, when you go into work, just cover that a little bit. Don't be as happy as you were in church yesterday. Don't show the joy of the Lord. You know, where all that's going in the boss and stuff, don't, don't love. Get in on the, you know, what the boss is doing wrong or all that stuff. Get in on that. Why is that? Because it's trying to, to get you to cover your light. So your mission is just to go and be who he called you to be. Be, show forth this, what you've received from Jesus, just show it out. Well, we've been talking about that fruit of the Spirit, that inward working of the Spirit. Wherever you go, you have a mission there to be light, to bring light. And sometimes we get intimidated because we're like, that means I'm going to have to say, you're in darkness. Well, there will be a time when we speak, but no, when you just show up living out of your spirit, you bring light. When you live from love and joy and peace and goodness and gentleness, when you bring that into your classroom, you're light. You are light. And people might not know right off the bat, but they're like, there's, there's something. There's something that's not dark here like everything else. And it'll start to catch on. There's a light in the room. I see differently because you're here. I see something differently by the way you respond, by the way you act, not like everyone else that says, Huh, there's light in the room. There's something different in the room. There's love in the room. There's joy in the room. There's not always just gossip and talking down, talking down leaders, talking down bosses, talking down other employees. You're always talking people up. You're all, oh, there's light in the room. So I'm not going to re-preach his message or I'm just trying to say sometimes we go, well, what is that? But when we realize we are the light of our world. You are, so don't cover that up. Don't start acting like the world and cover. Just go ahead and be who you are in Christ, in your world, 
And just remind yourself, I'm the light of my world. I'm the light in my workplace. I'm the light in my family. I'm light when I go in the grocery store. And as you do that and people start seeing, then God will give you things to say. Not to point out their darkness, but to bring light to them. What you say will cause them to go, hmm, hmm. Instead of like, don't talk to me, hmm. You just brought light, a revelation into their world. See that? That's where our assignment is. Amen. Praise the Lord. Man, weren't you encouraged? Praise the Lord. You get to be light in your world. You get to be there. And we get to help them be light in Guatemala. And those children that you saw and they're sponsoring kids in Christian school, all those things that are going on. And so we have an opportunity to sow into that. And so, you know, there's one way. You can buy coffee and get the benefit of that coffee. So you get to enjoy it, but it also helps them uh, uh, do the ministry down there. But we have an opportunity as we've been taught the word, as we've been encouraged, as we've been edified through the word that he brought to us to communicate with the teacher in good things in our life. So we want to receive an offering for Harry uh, Wilson Ministries right now and what they're doing uh, in Guatemala, what they're, they're doing in their life. Praise the Lord. Brand new grandpa for the third time, did you say? Third time. Amen. And uh, he's here ministering to us. Got a brand, brand new grandbaby. And so uh, we'll even just get to edify him. He gets to go home and see his grandbaby on uh, Tuesday. But uh, he's right here sharing with you, encouraging you in the things of God and what God's called you to do. And so we just want to reciprocate in our offering uh, to him. If you're making out a check, make it out to New Creation Church. If you can buy cash or debit or credit card, raise your hand. The ushers will give you an envelope. If you're giving by text, giving the numbers up there. And in the prompt, just give uh, to guest or put guest, and we'll make sure that everything uh, gets to uh, Harry and Karen and their ministry there. And it will be a great blessing to them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank